the practice of changing uh, the content of your experience towards peace, the progressive path, has um, two parts. And the first one is feeling your feelings. paying attention to what is happening. Not only paying attention, but paying attention in a certain way. What kind of way? In a kind, tender, nurturing way. And in a curious, investigating way. So not just being mindful, not just paying attention, but paying attention in a way that liberates. And we will look into how can we cultivate a habit of relating to our feelings in a tender, in a kind, in a nurturing way. And what does the vipassana part, the insight part, the wisdom part, how, how, how can we look at our experience in, in, this, in this combination of kindness and wisdom? It's something we can train. In the same way we have trained, oh, I shouldn't feel like this. It's so bad to feel like this. It's dangerous to feel like this. So that's an unwholesome way to relate to your feelings. And we do it because we have trained it and we have learned it, maybe from our parents, starting with our parents. So... The first step in this practice is, and then based on that, then we can start to pay attention to something more wholesome. Yeah? But first, the first step is to embrace how you feel, to say yes to how you feel. Oh yes, this is a difficult moment for me. I really feel stressed. So let's look at this. Where do I feel it? How do I feel it? and so on. We will look at this a bit more. And then, okay, maybe I can start to pay attention based on that. May, maybe I can direct my attention towards things I'm grateful about. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I should be grateful and I, this I actually don't want to feel. That's spiritual bypassing. That's like positive thinking, which doesn't work. It's just like, you feel rotten, but yeah, but I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Yeah. It, it, it's, just, it's fake. It, it doesn't work. It's not helpful. So the first step is to, to lean into how it is. Yeah? But not to lean into how it is in the sense of being swept away by the content of your experience. 
So there is a bit of cultivating the capacity to step into the witness. So in this meditation now, I invite you to see the experience, the one you have right now, like a stream. Something which is changing moment by moment. So there's sounds, there's sensations, there's, there's uh, feelings, there's a mood, yeah? And the mood could be a quite stable, yeah? But still, if you look closer, then you will notice it's also something alive. It, it, it's, it's moving, it's changing. Yeah? And so the, the, the metaphor here is, so either we have the option to kind of step out of the stream into the witness, I'm aware, I notice, I'm mindful of, or we are swept away, we are identified, we are, we are, we are swept away by the river, and not looking at the river, but we are looking from the river. So you are not aware that there's anxiety or tiredness. That's maybe more what's happening right now. Yeah. So you are so you. You can be aware of tiredness, or you can be in it and look from it. Anxiety is a good, better example here. So let's say you can be aware of anxiety, you can notice anxiety in the body, or you can look from anxiety. You put on the anxiety glasses, and you look what you look at, a world which seems to be threatening and you forget that you have that you have put on these glasses and you forget that you give the meaning that the meaning is not in what is happening it seems like that but it's actually no meaning glasses anxiety yeah. So here in the practice, we, we cultivate or we find this capacity in us to notice, to be aware. I am aware, I notice. It's an object and I'm here, I'm the subject. I'm noticing, I'm witnessing. So let's play with that image of the stream and imagining to step out of the river to the river bank or to an island in the stream and you notice. So again, the posture is highly overrated but still there seems to be some benefit 
<laughs> sitting in a certain way. It's, it's one of the things which can be of support, yeah? so a kind of a groundedness, a stability in the body. So it's fine, but yeah, it's just one of the many factors. And then you either close your eyes or if you keep your eyes open, the, the gaze is relaxed not uh, looking at something particular. Yeah, and then we again allow our awareness to slide into the body or you become aware of the awareness which is already in the body. possible lightly connecting with the breath, so you have a bit of an anchor with the in-breath. There can be this gesture of welcoming, of sliding into your inner world. Unhooking from thoughts. It's like a radio station in the other room, which neither bothers you nor you are interested. And you slide into present moment awareness and noticing the spacious aliveness in your body including the tiredness or the tensions, the, con the contractions. You welcome the guests in the guest house of the body as best as you can. And just noticing what is. And when you get hooked, carried away by the inner dialogue, you just make this little gentle gesture back to your hands, your belly, or whatever presents itself in the felt sense of your body. And breathing into that. And then with the out-breath softening belly, shoulders,
and then you rest. You rest as, as the witness. So the thoughts, sensations, feelings, sounds, they are the stream, the stream of consciousness, the stream of experience. And you make this backward step to the riverbank. And then you rest. And the river flows. Thoughts coming and going, sensation coming and going, feelings sounds you step also backward from the sense of I from the mental image of your body from the mental image of this room so you make a backward step into the witness being the witness And as the witness, you don't have any way to control or manipulate or fix the flow. You just let everything be what it is. witnessing spacious aliveness. There's nothing to do, nothing you need to figure out, nothing to think about. Just noticing, just being aware, just presencing, just bringing presence to what is happening. Effortlessly. And then you rest. Notice that whatever you experience is an object of awareness. I'm aware of being tired. I'm aware of the sounds. I'm aware of my body. I'm aware of thoughts. I'm aware of this voice.
notice that within that stream there is uh, nothing solid, nothing lasting. It comes and goes. It's all energy. Notice the difference of being in the stream, being the objects, and being aware, noticing, witnessing. Notice also that there's some aspects of your experience where you're more drawn to and you insist on the backward step. I'm aware of this. And to stabilize, you can Bring a bit the breath into the foreground, if that is helpful. But then you make the backward step, also noticing that you notice the breath. And softening giving space, allowing. Just be still. And let the cars drive through like everything else. Just be still. the grasping
try to get a sense of being in the stream and making the backward step, being the witness. And then you just rest. There's nothing more to do. And the witnessing is effortless. It just happens. It's a capacity which is there. You are aware. So sometimes, uh, prior to the possibility of stepping, of going meta, of being the witness, sometimes prior to that, it is necessary to do, uh, to do something else to kind of, let's say, to calm down. Yeah, and tomorrow we will look at that, so that could be certain movements, that could be certain grounding practices, yeah? So that could be uh, grounding yourself into the present moment by looking around, by feeling the chair, by uh, having a connected breathing, yeah? Like uh, kind of physical things which might be necessary to, like assuming a certain posture uh, looking at the sky, doing some yoga practice, going for a walk. Uh, it, so, so there's like different resources we can tap into uh, to make that possible. Like, hmm, I have this uh, little meditation which I put uh, many years ago. I put on Insight Timer, which is called Emergency 
meditation for panic attacks. It's just 15 minutes or 16 minutes. And uh, it's really inspiring to read all the comments of people, uh, how it helps people to, uh, to handle a panic attack. And one of the things initially is to ground yourself in present moment. Look around. Yeah. Feel the earth. And then with the breath, to work with the breath, to work with movement. To change position. So, and then, possibly do the backward step into the fitness. So now I mentioned already, it's not only paying attention, it's paying attention in a certain way. And one, so that's why mindfulness is, is often not so, it, it, you know, it sounds like a bit cold, clinical, like, yeah, noticing, yeah. Um, so, not only we pay attention, we pay attention in a certain way. And one of the ways we pay attention is with compassion, with kindness, with tenderness. And that's something uh, which is uh, something, um, something, something which is something we have responsible uh, we have responsibility to establish in us and it's not that easy out of habit you no know, particular we in the west we have this deep ingrained habit of judging ourselves of this feeling of unworthiness this feeling of shame a feeling of guilt uh, the feeling of uh, the fear of feelings, it's really insane. It's really insane <laughs> that, that we're living in an emotion-phobic time. We are human beings, we have feelings. You should have read the contract when you signed in. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, get into that human body. Yeah, that's, a, that's wonderful. You're going, you're going to have feelings. And feelings are not dangerous, they are not poison. They are so much of what it means to be human. So this is uh, something you know, for us to explore. How can I create habits of looking tenderly at who I am? Gently, kindly, compassionate. Can I refather, remother myself? How can I cultivate a loving gaze towards what it means to be human?
and then and then cultivating an intention to to actually do that to 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 do to to do the to do the work for creating habits of uh, yeah I'm a human being and I have feelings and this one is really difficult yeah so that's like you know, the self compassion mudra yeah that's that's one of the uh, um, things I mentioned before, you know, the grounding practices, you know, the uh, to touch. And if there's nobody around who can give you a hug, you touch yourself. Yeah. Take a big cushion, and or your teddy, or what. Your cat, yeah, and touch, yeah, and this is uh, is something to you know to to touch, uh, to touch yourself, yeah. So there's different uh, approaches within the Tibetan tradition uh, to. To cultivate this loving gaze. By the way, of course, this will also change the way you look at other people. So, if if you have in kind of uh, um, the intention to be relevant to other people in a good way. And I think this is quite inborn in, in human beings. It's we are social animals, so there's a longing for us to be to be relevant for other people in a good way. I mean, who who here wants to be a pain in the ass? Yeah, yeah, I'm signing up. <laughs> I actually I'm I'm really inspired by bringing a bad energy wherever I go. Yeah. And every meeting I attend through my presence made that more uh, made that more difficult. I mean, nobody, nobody, uh, but that's what we do. There's quite some pain in the asses here. Yeah. And instead of lighten things up around us, we often are part of the heaviness of the violence in the situation. Uh, so, so the way that this uh, the to 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 I have problems with the with the word train, training, yeah. But uh, I I will say it anyway. At least in this part uh, of the teachings and the progress progressive path. Uh, so to train the loving gaze. So one way, uh, one part of that is could be to be more aware of the inner dialogue. 
Yeah? So loving-kindness meditation. May this being be happy. May this being have peace. Uh, a practice of, I love myself. I love myself. I love this being. I really do. I love this being. And, and you just, you know, on that level of practice, you just do it. I love myself. You notice what happens. Or, or you find your own phrases which works for you. I'm a human being. I have feelings. And you just repeat it. And you notice what happens. For then uh, sinking in in situation when you feel kindness and care from others. Noticing it, appreciating it, sing, so to sink in. Ah, this is how it feels if someone makes a coffee for you. Ah, yeah, this is how it feels. This is how it feels to be a friend where you feel you can share your inner life. Ah, this, this is how it feels. Uh, in the Tibetan tradition, one uses also the method of imagining beings who give you that care. Yeah? Going back into situations in your life where you felt held, where you felt embraced, and to sink in. Also in the Tibetan tradition, we use a lot the relationship to uh, our teachers. We allow ourselves to be loved unconditionally by the Dalai Lama, by Jesus. So we, we, we kind of connect with the loving gaze within us by temporarily receiving it from outside. So as a Tibetan practitioner, you would always have like pictures of that, that principle of the loving gaze around you as a reminder. And while knowing, of course, the loving gaze of the Dalai Lama, you can, you can perceive that because it's in you. The Dalai Lama is a reflection of the loving gaze within you. So you could, in a moment where you have, where you feel a disconnection with the loving gaze, with tenderness, with gentleness, one could ask, how would the Dalai Lama look at me? How would Jesus look at me? Well, it could be, I mean, it could be anyone. How would my grandmother look at me? And how did she look at me? And then sinking in and bathing in and feel and, 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 and feeling in your own being for parents. That's a, it's, that's a wonderful entry into this because you, you, have, you, 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 
you have uh, you, you at least in good moments <laughs> when they sleep yeah <laughs> so when they sleep you go into the room and you look at your son your daughter and you say wow this is the most mysterious amazing being ever and i am too i'm just the same so you t you take the mother love the father love which awoke in you when your child was born and you turn it to your inner family system And you have to do it again and again and again. So I probably we have to explore this a bit more. But I want to mention the second part of that, the way you look at your experience is uh, insight or wisdom, vipassana. Yeah. And there's, uh, well, usually, I mean, the, there's, they talk about three insights in vipassana practice anicca dukkha and anatta so and i want to just talk about the first one anicca which is the non-static nature the vibrant nature of our experience so what we do is maybe starting with what I said during the meditation, just appreciating that everything is changing, everything is moving. Like, one of the really helpful things in a panic attack is knowing it's going to pass. Trusting that. Is this your first panic attack? No. I had a lot of panic attacks. Did they pass? Yes, they passed. So, what does it say about this panic attack? Can there be a tiny little trust based on your own experience? And we don't need to have a, an intensive um, example like a panic attack. We can also talk about the morning blues. Have you had that before? Yes, almost every day. Did it change? Yeah, it changed every day. In the afternoon, I feel better. But when you are in the morning blues, it feels like it is like this. It has been like this forever. It, it will never change. I live in a gray world. So, it, so that's like... But not only that, moment by moment the experience is changing. And you try to 
see that yourself. So part of that kind of seeing is to go into the felt sense of your body. So the, here the insight is also, where well, the insight comes from a curiosity in really looking into what is anxiety, what is depression, what is tiredness. That what I call anxiety, that what I call tiredness, that, that what I call grief. What is it actually? Certainly it's not the thoughts. I mean, the thoughts, they have no, no feeling in them. They are, they are air. They, they are almost nothing. So, to, to kind of, in this investigation, kind of trying to remove the, trying to remove the, the words, trying to remove the, what we, what we make out of it into what is actually there. Hotness, tension, restlessness, vibration, coldness, yeah, to, to go into the, to go into the more subtle level of the experience. Okay, I think that's enough. Just one last thing. The real problem, the real problem is the I. So that's, that's the real thing to investigate into. And that's, now that's the third of the three characteristics in Vipassana practice is anatta, no self. I just want to throw this in just in case you don't come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All the other stuff is provisional. No? The way to, the, the, the most safe way, or the, the kind of most uh, the, 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 the most successful way in, into natural peace, in, in the revelation of natural peace, is the insight into no-self. And we have to talk about that tomorrow, what that means. Yeah. And how to fertilize the insight of anatta, of no-self, of, uh, and, and, and what that actually, actually is. I mean, obviously it doesn't mean you don't exist, yeah? But how do you exist? And how do you not exist? And realizing how you not exist, that reveals peace. That's all. You don't know, you don't need to know what the peace is, or we don't need to talk about the peace. That's actually off the, uh, not the good way to go. What we only need to realize is what we are not. And that's quite easy because it's quite obvious what you're not. I mean, 
You are not what you're aware of. That's what you're not. That's obvious. But I have to make that a bit more clear if you haven't heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> 